It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 8.07, 44 degrees at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your garden or landscape to try to find out why they don't do the, what you want them to do. If they're not blooming, if they're not growing, if they're dying, why? I have the answers if you have the questions. 404-872-0750. We got Mike and Marietta who joins us this morning. Hey, Michael, good morning. Mike. Good morning. Hey, man. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yep. Uh, uh, I've got a crepe myrtle in the front of my house. It's yeah. pretty much up against the house. It's been there probably since about 1990, and I've been in the house since 1996. Okay. It gets plenty of sun, uh, but for the last two years... I have it trimmed properly in a dome shape, not cut straight across, but in a dome shape. Yeah. And it's cut from about 12 feet up to about 15 feet. And when it sprouts out, limbs out, it comes out beautifully. It's got all the berries on it. But for the last couple of years, I have only maybe one one flowering branch on that whole tree it just i i don't know i'm not fertilizing uh it just has come up and been beautiful it's trimmed every year for the last uh 20 plus years and for the last two years it just hasn't come out but except maybe one flowering branch, and that's about it. When you said you don't know not. what I need to do, I think it gets plenty of water. Yeah, sunshine too. Sounds like it's do fine on light. When you said you did not fertilize it, I thought in my head, great, that's exactly what I wanted to know because fertilizer can sometimes cause lack of flowers. Uh, fertilizer stimulates more new growth, juvenile growth. Juvenile growth does not make flower buds, so could have, but you didn't, flower, you didn't fertilize, so that's not the problem there. I wonder, Mike, if we could change the way you prune. I know you prune in a nice dome shape. You're not just whacking it off with a chainsaw. But I wonder if we could change the way you prune and help and make that help us a little bit. Instead, of, do you do the pruning or does someone else do the pruning for you? I have it done. Okay. Ask I them. make sure that when they when they prune that it's done correctly because I see a lot of other people in our neighborhood just chop the things right yeah. straight across. Ugly, 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 ugly. Um, ask them yes, to do what's called finger pruning. And most landscape companies know what that means, but I'll just describe it for you. It's very easy. Any twig that is smaller than your thumb gets pruned away. Anything that's larger than your thumb gets gets to stay. And some landscape companies say that any twigs larger than your little finger goes away. Little finger gets to stay. But there is a you know diameter of the twigs or the limbs on your crepe myrtle that those get to go away and the rest of them stay. And sometimes that will give you, again, a nice pleasing form and shape to the, to the uh, tree, but doesn't stimulate quite as much new growth as just sort of doming it over might. And I'm, you know, I'm sort of casting my 
my net wide here because I'm not positive because you've done everything I would have done. More sun, you got more sun. Water sounds like you're fine. No fertilizer, that's good. So the next thing to attack is pruning, and so I'm suggesting a different way of pruning. Maybe that'll have some results for you. Yeah, like I said, I've not been fertilizing at all because it's always come out just beautifully. And if anything gets put on there, I don't think it's anything more than about a 10-10-10. But I've not used that forever. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually fertilized this thing in the 23 years, 24 years coming up that I've been there. I'm sure that it gets enough nutrition from the surrounding shrubs, the lawn, decomposing leaves. Uh, crape myrtles are not real hungry. They don't like a lot of fertilizers. So I think, you, again, you're fine not to fertilize. Yeah, okie so, dokie. So consider the different pruning method, and Mike, give me a call at the end of the summer and tell me what you found. If it did work, then we'll celebrate. If it didn't work, we'll try to think of something else. Well, I'm always there when they trim this thing to make sure it doesn't get just chopped off because sometimes the message doesn't get through. But I'll be sure to tell them about that. And uh, looks like they're going to need a bigger ladder to get up there and find (laughs) these limbs that are finger-sized, smaller or larger. It's a huge thing. It's around the base. It's probably... Probably a 12-inch diameter base on this thing at the trunk. That is a big one. Well, good luck with it, Mike. Let me know at the end of the summer. All right. right. I appreciate the call. We'll talk to you then. Bill in Monroe joins us. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Hey, man, I'm just great. How can I help? Great. Uh, I'm going to try my hand at some citrus trees, and they arrived yesterday. Oh, great. I would like to know these new LED grow lights. Yeah. What, I mean, is there a maximum wattage? Is there too little wattage that I need to buy? Because I'm going to have them in front of an east-southeast-facing window, but I know they will not get enough light there yeah. for wintertime growing. Uh, I bought one online. It's someplace like LED Warehouse or LED for Everyone or something, something like that that had a zillion different kinds and shapes of LED lights. There's round ones and the rectangular ones and ones that had mostly blue lights, ones mostly red. And I think if you go online, and I thought the round one looks the, the nicest because I was putting it above my Meyer lemon. And so I wanted something that I wouldn't see the lights themselves. So I hung it horizontally above the Meyer lemon. And it was round. It's about 14 inches in diameter. And again, I got it from some online warehouse LED kind of place. They seem to know what they're talking about. The printing said this is great for house plants. It's given the right balance of red and blue and all that. But I don't remember offhand how many watts my my fixture uh, consumes. But I think you can find it online pretty easily. Well, I've I've got some on a shopping list on Amazon. There's a six hundred. There's six hundred watts. There's twelve hundred watts. Would I be wrong getting a twelve hundred watt grow light? I think I mean, and, two six hundreds would be fine because you can put one on either side of your plants and get a little more distribution of the light. So, okay. are they rectangular or round? What are the shape of the lights? They're, they're rectangular, uh, and they say they'll cover an area about two by three. Okay, two foot by three foot, and I actually you can buy a stand that's a little wider than four foot that you can suspend it and it. you can raise and lower the height. And right. I'm even going to buy the stand. These little trees, they're beautiful. They came yesterday. They're probably 18 inches tall, not counting in the pot. So 
Uh, I'm going to pot them this afternoon, and uh, I, I just didn't know if I could overwattage them or underwattage. That did it make a difference, really? The good news is they'll uh, tell you. They'll tell you themselves. What's, <laughs> remember, I speak plant, and I'll tell you what the plant is going to say. If the edges of the leaves start turning brown and curling up, yeah, you got too much light on them. I doubt you do. Okay. But if it, do, if it does start doing like that, then put the LEDs on a timer, give them less of that intense light each day so you don't have to send the LEDs back or anything. You just give them a little less time with the light on. Okay. All right. So two, go with the two 600s for right now. And then, like yeah. I said, if they do show signs of, of too curving, much light, yeah. just cut back the requirements because yeah. they say and they do need darkness. Uh, they need to go to sleep like like the rest of us. They which, said, so which ones did you get, Bill? I've got a a, a Barris lime, okay. a Rangpour lime, and a Eureka lemon. And I've actually got uh, they were back ordered on a uh, new improved uh, dwarf uh, Meyer lemon. Yeah. Okay. I, and I told them I said just hold it till spring. That way I can put it outside come springtime. Yeah, These right. here came yesterday, though. So, so give us give us a report when things look a little bit better, when it's warm outside, and let us know how it works, Bill. Good I, deal. I Thank you very much. You have works. a Merry Christmas. It sounds the same, Bill. Thanks so much for calling. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 8.15. It's Saturday morning. We got Greg incoming with a question about planning things. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Walter. How are you? Oh, quite well. How can I help? Hey, um, I uh, renovated a farmhouse. It's built in 1940. And um, had a pretty good sized front yard, but when the county uh, created a road in front of it, they had to shear cut through the yard, which left a slope about 100 feet long and uh, about six feet high. Mm. And it's the angle on the slope is uh, anywhere from 90 degrees to about 75 degrees. Ooh, pretty steep. So pretty I was steep. looking for yeah. something, uh, you know, to pretty up the front of the house and, um, I was thinking of uh, putting some kind of maybe an evergreen, uh, most uh, flowering uh, mass planting there so I didn't have to do any maintenance. Yeah. You know, choke out the weeds, I hope, and, and just kind of watch it grow and maybe just trim it every once in a while. So is this a shrub you want to plant at the bottom of the slope and the foliage would cover or hide the face of the slope? Yeah, I like to hide the face, but I was, I was hoping to just kind of plant something all at once and not, and not watch it grow slowly. You know, either let it at the top and cascade down, or mm -hmm. plant it. You know, every so inches on center. Uh, and one thing I was thinking about is actually doing a mass planting of black-eyed Susans. And I don't know. I hear they grow together and chunk out weeds eventually. But um, uh, I thought that would be beautiful, but I don't know if it'd be practical. It'll be beautiful one year, and then raggedy the next year, then beautiful the next year, then raggedy the next year. <laughs> That's what the black eyed scissors look like. Um, yeah, in spots, I'm sure it'll be fine. But as for a full mass planting of 100 feet of uh, bank, I don't think it'd be the right idea. I think you need some shrubs, some tough, grow anywhere shrubs. Laurapetalum comes to mind because there's several laurapetalums that are about the right size and shape for you. Bloom in the spring, evergreen pretty much. Hide the front of the front of the bank there. At the top of the bank, you, it's conceivable that you could get a vine or two to plant up there and cascade down from the top. You could use, oh, Carolina jessamine or, I'm not going to say wisteria, although that might work pretty well, uh, a confederate jasmine or, 
Confederate Jasmine well, or Carolina. It's been Jasmine. recommended. One of the nurseries recommended Asiatic Jasmine. That's not a bad uh, idea. Yeah. When I researched it, you know, I guess it might be kind of it encroaches or encroaches on other areas. You have to keep, you know, not have to cut really. back. Not really. Anybody with a string trimmer can cut it back once or twice a year, and it's fine. Oh, okay. It's not as badly behaved as uh, other vines might be. Yeah, I don't mind Asiatic Jasmine at all. I think it'd do, is there um, is there a grass that I might be able to hydro seed uh, like like you know sometimes the the road department you see yeah. it looks maybe what I call a buffalo grass or anything like that I know it's not evergreen or flower yeah. but that's going to be tough frankly it's going to be tough to find a grass to hydro seed that'll stay and be you know stick to the the clay and all I wouldn't count on it they've used weeping love grass uh, a lot of times on these faces as a nurse crop for fescue, but at 90 degrees, so your banks seem mighty steep for a grass to grow and be held and not uh, be eroded away by rainfall. Oh, okay. So, all right. That's a good start. I appreciate it. Thanks for all you do. Sure, Greg. It's great talking to you. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. It's 819. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Oh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, the light, the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horror. Gather around the table, we'll give you a treat. Sleep on the need to play with that light because you be. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Sip open into play with the latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today the high around 50 degrees. Showers this afternoon, high tomorrow, 48, low of 42. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. One of the free things that you can get as a result of the Lawn and Garden Show is my bi-weekly, every two weeks, garden newsletter. Garden newsletter comes out every other Thursday. And each week I feature questions that people have sent to me, pictures that people have sent to me about problems they have in their landscape. So the one that's coming out next Thursday, the day after Christmas, has two questions that were very, very interesting to me. The first one was a guy who said, I planted some peach trees, young peach trees, and one of them has a growth, a gall, a hard thing about about a foot off the ground on the stem of the peach tree. He said, it's really, really hard. I'm wondering, can I scrape it off? Will that help anything? Because it doesn't look like it's good for the tree. And what it is, that hard gall thing on the trunk of his young peach tree, is called crown gall. And crown gall comes from a bacteria that's very common in the soil. And if you have a little wound, the tree got bruised or wounded somehow in the nursery, or maybe when you're planting it, you banged it with your shovel a couple of times, that wound is a place for the bacteria to invade. Once the bacteria invades, it makes the cells of the trunk of the tree start enlarging. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. It makes this big, hard 
gnarly-looking gall on the trunk of the tree. And it spreads from the trunk up or from the gall up through the trunk and from the gall downward through the root system. So no, no matter if this guy were to scrape it off of the trunk completely off, other galls would appear, and each one would weaken the tree further. And so I said, you just need to replace this tree. That gall is not going to go anywhere. It is not something you can cure. There's no pesticide for it. You just have to replace the tree. The other question that I was astounded to see was a lady sitting in a picture of her cherry tree. Not a young one. It looked like it was 10, maybe years old. But it was a white covering, a white dusty covering all over the trunk of the twigs. And she said, when I rub the white off, it is yellow, like mustard, gooey, not sticky, but gooey all over my fingers. What is this? She thought it was powdery mildew, but no, no, no. It is an infestation of scale insects. The scale insects, as you probably know, sap, suck the sap out of trees, out through the leaves, out through the twigs, out through the bark. And so she had so many. I said, I don't think I have ever seen this many scale on one tree, just covered with white. And again, when she rubbed it, she got the yellow ooze from the uh, insects that were clustered on the trunk of the, on the bark of the tree. So what should she do? Spray it with oil. There are any number of horticultural oils, neem oil, valk oil, and they're made for, manufactured for spraying on trees, on fruit trees and ornamental trees. And she can spray that now, spray it again in January, I think, and another time in April. And the April time is a really important one because that's when the young scale are getting out from underneath their mother's uh, wax covering. And if you can kill the young ones, then you're way ahead of the game. So that is the garden newsletter. It's free. Anybody can get it. Go to my website, WalterReeves.com. Up in the right-hand corner, it says subscribe to newsletter. Give us your email address. Give us your zip code so you know where it's coming from. You'll get these questions and see those pictures that I'm referring to. More Lawn and Garden after news. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at 95.5 WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 835 and 95.5 WSB, 42 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. The last 30 minutes of Lawn and Garden. Of course, the Home Fix-It Show is straight ahead with Dave Baker. But you can get your questions answered. If you have a question about your lawn, your shrubs, your trees, about any green thing that is or is not growing, if you have a question, we have an answer. Ashley Frasca is off today, but every Saturday at 835, I get to talk to my friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm very well. Getting ready for the holiday spirit next week, and I have had a great time this morning. And so, 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 Good. so, let's talk about okay. the first things first. What is on sale at Pike Nursery for 20% off? All right. It's the fresh wreaths and tabletop greenery and mailbox huggies and door arches and all the greenery stuff. Um, not the not the garland, but everything else. And um, so your house will look like the Hallmark Channel. What is a mailbox huggy? It's the thing. I have heard them called saddles. They look kind of like a saddle uh -huh. that hangs over your mailbox. Ah. I don't have a mailbox. Oh. I think that a saddle would fit. So uh, maybe I don't need a saddle there. But I'm sure those who need one will know what they're talking about. I would come and yeah, get one. Yeah, that's right. It's like a little U and it fits over the oh, thing. Okay. 
My neighbor, okay. Me, my neighbor Missy and I were out yesterday. Oh, day before yesterday. Now, uh, putting the traditional holiday decorations on the street sign that comes into our subdivision. Oh, and so we got that done. But we use pieces of string and rope and things like that. And these are not uh, fresh things because they have to store every year. But they look very festive in our neighborhood. And if I need I some more greenery, beautiful. I'll come to Pike and get it. You know where to come. Yeah, you exactly. know where to come. We've got some real. It's some beautiful wreaths this year. It's really been pretty. And the good thing about right. garland, too, if you put it near your fireplace, it's always a little warmer near the fireplace, and they smell so good inside the house. Well, you don't want to get too warm, well, though. not that warm, but, you know, <laughs> on the mantelpiece above the fire, don't get okay. that. Okay, yeah, okay, all right, okay. So the greenery, again, wreaths and things like that, these door wreaths, anything else that you want to use to decorate your house, just not the garland. Got to remember that, not the garland part. Right, right. We've got lots of other stuff, holiday stuff on sale, all the decorative stuff inside. Most of that is all half price. Oh, nice. The bulbs, the amaryllis and things like that yeah. are half price. So we've got some great in poinsettias, 30% off. So we've got some great deals. So come on in. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but the, the amaryllis that I planted this year that I give away to friends and here in the studio that... They mm-hmm. grow so explosively after the bud comes over out of the bulb. They grow like an inch a day, it looks like. Boom, I know. Boom, 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 it's boom, amazing. Right up out high. Tall. I was going to ask you, do you think the alcohol thing works with amaryllis like it does with I don't see why it paper whites? I don't see why it would not. I, was, I meant to ask you that. I, I, I wondered if it would. I don't see why not either. You know, amaryllis bulbs it. are half off today at Pike Nursery, so uh, you could try it and see. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me know. I'll, I'll go run by and get me one, too. Yeah. Does, does the alcohol work like it does on paper whites? We need to yeah. experiment. We need to find out That's whether right. it works or not. Okay. Now, again, right. Reza are 20% off. Please tell the cashier. She can't keep up or he can't keep up with everything that Mickey and I talk about, but 20% off on all Reza right. and That's right. mailbox huggies, whatever that is. And what else? Um, let's see. The I wrote it down. The um, the wreaths, the roping, all the all the greenery except the garland. Okay. <laughs> all the wreaths except the garland. Yeah, I'm reading my notes here too as well. So okay, good. good deal. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you have well, to get this right. What about classes at Dakota? I know there's some in January coming up, aren't there? Yeah, we've got the two in January. The one on house plants and one on birding. Mm-hmm. So those should be fun. And Looking forward to that. Always refer to the Pike website to find out more details about that, or at your local Pike Nursery too. That's so, right. Mickey, is your house decorated? Are you ready for Christmas? It's pretty much. The cats haven't taken down the tree yet, so <laughs> it's still upright. That's a good thing. Yeah, everything's ready. We're ready for Christmas. Do you th- do anything special for your birds? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're getting. You mean my outside birds? Well, the inside birds. The, the inside birds. Yeah, he gets a a toy every year, which he destroys in three days. Yeah. We, we climb him. He gets that, and he gets. Yeah, he gets some. Everybody gets toys at our house, even the chickens. Isn't it sort of sad and, to see Santa Claus with his head bitten off by your parrot? No, he doesn't. We don't usually put Santa Claus. In the, <laughs> he only does that to cats. <clears throat> no, but everybody, everybody gets a gift. What do the chickens, gets the stockings. What do the chickens get? The chickens get cans of corn. They love canned corn. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they get cans of corn in their stocking. And they get mealworms. They like mealworms. Right, so they right, get right. those. And um, let's see. Who else gets something? Your husband, Stan? <clears throat> anything happens? Oh, Stan? every once in a while I get him something, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like a can of corn, too. <laughs> a little can of corn for Stan. That would be nice. <laughs> the, cats are get, the cats are getting a new... 
deal, and the, the dogs are getting some toys. So everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. And if our listeners want to get something <laughs> for their home for this weekend or next week for Christmas, the greenery, of course, is on sale. Reeves on sale for 20% off. And you can find out more mm-hmm. details by going to your local Pike Nursery. That's right. All right. Where would we, by the way, make you guys wait, just in <laughs> case right. anyone needs to know, where would you go to find where your local nursery and all the details would be found? At PikeNursery.com. Indeed. So Merry Christmas, Mickey. Merry Christmas. You have a great one. See you next year. You oh, no, not next year. Uh, not yet. Not quite. <laughs> not, ne- not quite then. Okay. Uh, Bye. Right. <laughs> 404-872-0750 is the number on Lana Garden. Brad, 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 and Canton joins us. Hey, Brad, good morning. Hey, Walter, how are you? Hey, man, you can tell I'm happy. What can I do for you? Yes, sir. Well, about uh, back in September, I ordered offline or online three windmill palm trees. They came, they each are about two feet tall. Yeah. And I planted them out by my pool. And two of the windmill palm trees look great. They're dark green. They seem to be growing a little bit. And the third windmill palm tree, every day that goes by, looks a little more uh, sort of tannish. It's losing its deep green color. Hmm. Um, and I put some palm fertilizer stakes in the ground around them when I planted them. And I was wondering if there's anything I can do to try to help that one windmill palm tree, or is it just probably a lost cause? Hard to tell, because this is just the first... Uh first winter, first season for them, and so we really won't know anything until it warms up in probably May of next year. One of the things, though, that's good news, I think, for you as far as the prediction of what's going to happen is that palms, the fronds at the top of the palm, actually come from the center of the trunk. They're not like a, you know, an oak tree or maple tree or something like that, where the limbs have the leaves out of the tips of the branches, but the palm fronds come from the center of the trunk. And even if the fronds look real raggedy right now in winter, get some frost and freeze damage on them, sometimes you just have to wait for warm weather to see if anything can come from the center of the trunk, up through the middle and out the top. So okay. May of next year will tell the story. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I guess I'll wait till uh, good old springtime arrives and see what's going on. Keep your fingers crossed. That's all you can do. All right. Well, I sure appreciate it. You bet, Brad. Thanks for calling. Take care. Merry Christmas. You too. Drive safely. Caroline in Marietta. Hey, Caroline. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine. How can I help? Uh, I have a question about my Daphne's. Okay. I've got uh, some in containers near the patio, and they're trying desperately to bloom. Our little buds are starting. Good, good. um, But the leaves are just really in an SOS state. Mm. They're just looking pitiful. And I've just, you know, I've had... Daphne is off and on for years, but I've never had one do this. So, got any ideas? A couple of things to think about. Uh, Daphne's, of course, do not like to have soggy soil in a pot. Is there any chance a drainage hole got plugged up or something so it does not drain well? I checked it. Uh, I just stood there and poured water, and it comes right through. Okay, that's good news. Um, Second thing, even though you planted it, I guess, in potting soil or something like that, which is sterile, doesn't have diseases on it, but Daphne's are sure uh, susceptible to a disease that uh, attacks the roots, the Phytophthora root rot. Mm-hmm. And that usually happens in clay soils. And clay soils are much more likely to be hard and hard for the roots to breathe and so it cause some damage to them. In potting soil, and as you say, the water goes right through it. It doesn't sound like you have a drainage problem, but the symptoms are 
leaves look raggedy, wilty, don't recover from when you do water. And I wonder if your potting soil was somehow contaminated, if you got some dirt in there with the original plant or something that may have the root rot on it. Hmm. What do you, it, should I undo it and examine well, and whatever? Yeah, you could. In a pot, it's not as hard as if it were in the ground. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do to examine is, you know, be outside on a warm day maybe yeah. and with a tarp and take it out of the pot and look at the roots. If they have any sort of brown, smelly, gooey, just don't look healthy mm-hmm. roots, then that is something to be concerned like with. Like an orchid. And so if you do find the the uh, brown, ooky, ooky-gooky roots, I would take a pair of scissors or clippers and clip all those bad roots off and then repot in very fresh, sterile potting soil and keep your fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Okay. They, um, the, the actual pots are in a, um, an outside container so that it's up off the ground. Uh So I know that everything's draining. So I'm thinking that we're backing into this and Mm. I think I've got a root problem. So can I go ahead and do that? Like, you know, right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When it's a warm day, I would do it as soon as you can. And they might, they might come through. Again, fingers crossed. It yeah. all depends. Okay. We'll see. All right. Merry Christmas. All right. Okay. Merry Christmas to you, Caroline. Thanks for calling. Sure. We've got uh, Scott in Snellville joining us. Hey, Scott. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. How are you? Hey, man. I'm great. What's up? Uh, I have uh, a lawn issue. Um, I had moved some dirt around for some drainage issues in the front of my yard, and uh, so it was just been dirt. So I went uh, and put winter rye out uh, for some coverage for the winter. Yeah. And the, the dirt that I moved in is like a sandy clay, not like regular field dirt. And I'm having a hard time getting the uh, winter rye to pop up. Is mm-hmm. is it the dirt itself, or is there something I can do to help it? Or When did you say you planted the rye? How long ago? Uh, it's been about three weeks ago. Still been chilly, chilly, chilly. Uh, yeah, I, it's been spotty at best. There's some that sprout, but yeah. not much. And I just didn't know if it was the soil or something I could fertilize or climate. It's much more likely the temperatures are just too cold for it to germinate. Even, even the winter rye. Huh? Even the winter rye, yeah. they got to have some warmth in the soil to sprout the little seeds. And uh, when the soil is... 45 degrees, it'll sprout pretty well. Anything below that, and every grass is going to have a hard time. Rye, fescue, anything would have a hard time germinating. I just think it's cold soil. Okay, okay. And so I, I know the next, well, coming up for Christmas next week, it looks like we're in the 60s uh, in the high time. You think there'll be a chance that it could pop then? It could. And it's all that fluctuation of warmth and how warm the seas get. So. If it's in the 60s next week with lots of sunshine, you may well get more greenery by the end of the week than you ever have now. Sure. Okay, okay, great. Well, I I just didn't know if it was a soil, but it was just basically just me waiting too, too late, I guess. <laughs> Again, needing need that pound of patience that I sometimes prescribe. Yeah, that's what you need. Love I got patience, you. Right? I got you. Well, fantastic. I appreciate the news, right. and uh, Merry Christmas to you. You too, Scott. Thanks for calling. It's 848. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The season's upon us. It's that time of year. 
Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees and there's reefs to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. There's bells and there's holly, the kids are gone. I like the part about mischief and mayhem to be done around Christmas. <laughs> Your Christmas music this morning and Hanukkah music as well, brought to you by Jason Byers, who gives us the best Christmas and Hanukkah music for garden shows on the planet. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. 50 degrees of high today, showers possible this afternoon. Tomorrow, much bigger chance of showers, heavy sometimes, high of 48, low of 42. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Joe is in Lilburn and joins us along the garden. Hey, Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning, Walt. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yes, sir. Doing great. Good. Uh, my wife and I just recently moved into our house in June, and it's a well-established neighborhood. I've got two camellias that I'm guessing 10 feet tall on the north side of the house. Uh-huh. When would be a good time to trim those back, and is it a good idea to trim them back? Yeah. How, are they blooming now, or do you see buds on them? They're, budding, on? they're budding right now, yeah. Yeah. I guess I believe they're japonicas. Yeah, the thing I think to do is to wait till after they bloom, unless there's some real reason to prune them now. They're you know blocking the window that you need to see out of, or something like that. Well, they're over. They're above the roof. Uh, <laughs> they're well, above the roof line. They're up on the roof. Just keeping in mind that whatever you prune off won't be blooming, obviously. But if you leave right. some branches on lower down where you uh, still have buds, then fine. Go ahead and take it down. You can take it from ten feet down to five feet. Without much okay. care, it's going to look sort of ragged around the top until it regrows this spring. But you right. could remove, you could take down a good bit of camellias. They are very, very responsive to pruning. They don't mind being pruned pretty hard, as long as they're okay. healthy. They do fine. Oh yeah, they look like they've been around for a long time. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. It'll be Happy a holiday, it'll be a chore or something to share those the bonding experience between the two of you to cut all those limbs yeah. and carry them out <laughs> and get them disposed of. But again, it'll take till next year sometime for it to round off for those sprouts to come up and look reasonably nice. But yeah, I think you could make it look nice. I sure do. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much, sir. Hey, Joe, thanks, thanks so much for calling. Oh boy, well, it's a great Saturday morning. I remember now. At least two calls of note this morning. One is Robert and Tucker, who lost his possum. So it's your living Tucker and the environs around there. And if you see a loose possum, who seems very friendly, Robert said his was very friendly, would come in, he could pet him and rub him and love upon him. So if you see that possum, please let me know about that. You can email me with a picture of the possum, and I'll transmit it over to Robert so he will not be lonely this holiday season. Also, I got a call from Australia this morning. I couldn't believe it. The lady was down there visiting her kids. She said it was 10 p.m. It was 10 p.m. in Australia, and she wanted to know about gardening in Australia if it was comparable to gardening in Georgia. So it was a great Saturday morning. Scott Baker, screener, called this morning, did a great job doing that. Of course, Jason, bringing us our music. He was on the air punching all the buttons. Every button punched correctly this morning. It was wonderful. Dave Baker is here to host the whole Fix-It show. That starts at 9 a.m. today. I'll be back next Saturday morning. Ashley Frasco will be back as well. If you didn't get your question answered today, you can always go to my website, WalterReeves.com. You can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter. You can follow me on uh, Pinterest as well. I have all those pictures of weeds. It might be helpful to identify some of the winter weeds that you need to control this time of year. Other than that, I will see you next Saturday, my friends, for another edition of Lawn and Garden. See you then.